Hi, I love horror. Do you? Welcome to the Love Horror Podcast. (gasps) I'm going to be looking in this episode at some trivia from the first couple of 1980s Friday the 13th movies. Next time, I'm planning on taking a look at some horror video games that were released in 2014. If you have any suggestions for this episode, for the next episode, or just the podcast in general, then you can email me at lovehorrorpodcast at yahoo.co.uk. That's lovehorrorpodcast, all one word and without the question mark, lovehorrorpodcast at yahoo.co.uk. The filmmakers originally did not intend this to be a kind of a launching pad for an entire franchise. They weren't even thinking of doing a sequel at the time. According to Victor Miller, who wrote the characters and basically was in a way, he said that Jason was only meant as a kind of a small plot device and was not intended to end up replacing his mother and continuing her murderous work. Victor Miller, who, like I say, created the characters and did the writing, admitted, he's actually admitted that he was basically in a way copying John Carpenter's 1978 blockbuster Halloween. It had been such a huge success, yet cost relatively little money, that he was basically trying to do the same thing, and it did work. Victor Miller had originally given Jason the name of Josh, but he decided it sounded just too nice, so he decided to name him Jason. And the reason he chose Jason, thinking that it wasn't as nice sounding, is because he was actually naming him after a school bully, you know. Tom Savini was one of the first members on board for the film because the producers had watched the movie Dawn of the Dead from 1978 that he had done the special effects for and they were quite blown away. They were amazed by how well he was able to do the effects on a very small budget. This first Friday 13th had a body count which is now considered relatively small of 10 plus 1 if you count a snake. If you count the snake it ended up getting its head chopped off then it's got a body count of 11. Producer Sean S. Cunningham, who came up with the original idea of doing the movie, came up with the title for the film and placed it an ad in the trade papers to create some kind of interest initially in the movie and try to get backers and investors. And he didn't have a script at that stage. He just put in an ad saying Friday the 13th, coming soon, basically. And he didn't have even know that it was going to be a slasher. He knew nothing about it. He didn't have a script. He just had a title, that was it, and it seemed to work. Victor Miller's working title for the script was originally not Friday the 13th. His working title was The Long Night at Camp Blood. And if you notice in the first movie, some of the locals describe the camp because of its reputation as Camp Blood. Filming lasted less than a month. In fact, it lasted 28 days was all, and most of the set was already there, so they didn't have to build much of the set. It was already there because it was a real working campsite. It was also written in just two weeks, and the final editing, once it had been filmed, took about ten weeks. So the editing, as is often the case, took a lot longer than the actual writing and concept in the first place. fake ending they came up with, in which Alice is attacked by Jason was shot three times, once in September, then October, and finally again in November. We all remember, if you have watched Friday the 13th, the original, we all remember the character of Crazy Ralph. 
Interestingly, he was actually going to be called Ralphie Ratboy, and that is what he was named in an earlier draft of the script. And I'm glad they changed it. It's Crazy Ralph isn't perhaps the most unique name ever, but it sounds okay. Uh, Ralphie Ratboy sounds like something perhaps from a comic book. Betsy Palmer is the actress who took the role of Jason's mother. And if you haven't seen Friday the 13th, then this is a huge spoiler. So stop listening now if you want. Okay, so Betsy Palmer took the role of Jason's mother in Friday the 13th because basically... It paid, and she wanted to get a new car so it could have done with a bit of extra cash at a time. She wasn't actually very interested in taking the role, and a lot of her fans got quite upset with the fact that she was in a horror movie. As you know, she played Jason's mother and ended up, at the end, it turned into a bit of a murder mystery, where if, you have, if you've seen some of the sequels and you're watching the original, after you've seen some of the sequels, you'd think it's Jason. Jason's gone around with a hockey mask or whatever, killing people, you just don't see him. In fact, it's not him, it's his mother who's the killer all along, and Jason isn't even in the first movie. The movie cost around $550,000, so about half a million, and it ended up making nearly $40 million. It made about $39.7 million, so it was considered a huge success at the time. Some trivia for the second Friday the 13th. When the filmmakers asked Adrian King to reprise her role as Alice in the sequel, she said that she wanted to only have a very small, basically a cameo in the movie and didn't want to be a main character and wanted a very short screen time because she was actually being stalked by an obsessive fan and she was having quite a lot of problems with that and she had her apartment broken into and was actually quite scared at the time. So she ended up, not long after that, stop, uh, she ended up stop acting altogether and would only about, I don't know, about 15 years later, I think, come back uh, to acting to do some voiceovers. Although Warrington Gillette is credited as playing Jason in this movie, in most of the scenes, Jason was actually played by a stuntman called Dash. Gillette only plays to unmask Jason in the sequence where he bursts through the window. And if you've seen this movie, you'll remember that quite iconic scene that everybody remembers. Dash was upset at being uncredited in the role, as you can quite well understand. As he was actually on screen the most, he played Jason most for most of the movie. So, actually a bit annoyed by the fact that the guy who barely played Jason at all in the movie is credited as... Jason in part two, and I can fully understand that. Jason in this movie is dressed to look exactly the same as the hooded burlap sack killer from The Town That Dreaded Sundown, another sort of horror movie from 1976. He, You could also say he looks a lot like the Elephant Man. If you remember the Michael Caine Elephant Man movie, which was based on a true story, in that he wore a burlap sort of sack with a little hole cut out for one eye. Just like Jason in Friday the 13th Part 2. The film has one of the longest pre-credit sequences in cinematic history. In some versions, of course, there's various cuts, but in some versions, the pre-credit sequence lasts 15 minutes, apparently. Which is fair long, fairly long for a pre-credit sequence. Originally, there was a sex scene between Sandra and Jeff and it was longer and it included full frontal nudity from the actress. 
But then Paramount Studios discovered she was actually underage, so the scene was obviously deleted straight away. In fact, from what I've seen, it's classes deleted. They didn't just put it on a shelf because it is an underage girl being filmed. They wiped it, from what I understand. The first Jason scene in the movie is a shot of Jason's legs walking across the street towards Alice's house. This is the only time in the franchise that Jason was actually played by a woman, which is quite interesting. I didn't really know that until recently. Ginny finds the body of Crazy Ralph in the pantry, and if you remember back at the first movie, he was found in the pantry in the first movie. Of course, he wasn't dead in the first movie. He was alive and just, I don't know, hiding there and what hiding in the pantry watching I, I don't know what he was meant to be doing in there to be honest but he was in there alive sort of hiding and then in the second movie he's found in there again this time he'd been killed by Jason and shoved in there at a horror convention in Cherry Hill New Jersey Betsy Palmer said in 2003 she never appeared in another Friday 13th movie after she was in the first one technically that's not accurate she actually did appear in the sequel for a short time in the form of a basically a cameo. She must have forgotten that. She was actually in Los Angeles at the time of part two. At the time part two was filmed in Connecticut. So she was hired for just one day quick, one day filming and was filmed in front of a black screen with a black top on. So you could basically just see her face and then it was overlapped with the main character in this movie, as you'll remember if you have seen this movie. The film takes place five years after the first one. The first one is said that in 1979, according to Friday the 13th, the final chapter in 1984, which means that the sequel, part two, must take place in 1984. Immediately after Jeff and Sandra are killed, Jenny and Paul leave the bar and are passed by a man in a raincoat who who enters the bar. That was the actor Bill Randolph who played the actor Jeff as he felt that people had seen him die so they wouldn't be expecting to see him on screen again and he'd be sort of dressed in a raincoat and stuff and people wouldn't notice and I don't think most people did. So he's basically playing a cameo of another little kind of character. It's quite odd and it was the actor's idea. Another interesting little fact here is that Friday the 13th Part 2 and Halloween 2 feature the villain killing a law enforcement officer with a hammer to the head and both films came out the same year. Both films were released in 1981. The body count for this movie is nearly the same as the first one. The first movie had a body count of 10 plus 1 snake. This one has a body count of nine, plus one person who is presumed dead, but isn't actually shown dead. So nine to ten kills in this movie. And the other movie had ten to eleven. Part two made $21.7 million at the box office and cost $1 million to produce. So I hope you found this trivia from the first two Friday 13th movies quite interesting. Hopefully it's something that a lot of you haven't looked up and seen or heard of before and next week i'm going to take a break from looking at trivia from friday 13th movies to look at some horror video games that came out in 2014 just to kind of break things up not to have too much friday 13th since this is just a horror podcast it's not meant to be a friday 13th podcast 
So I plan on looking at Friday the 13th trivia every other week until we're done. So next week we'll take a look at horror video games from 2014. But we will be getting back to more trivia from Friday the 13th franchise very soon. If you have any suggestions for the next episode or just this podcast in general, then you can email me at lovehorrorpodcast at yahoo.co.uk. That's lovehorrorpodcast, all one word, without the question mark. So lovehorrorpodcast at yahoo.co.uk. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you come back next week for the next episode. And see you next time.